liftoff and the clock has started. Welcome to That Pixel Live. This is episode 185, recording April 3rd, 2022. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are discussing Capcom raising the bar. Uh, some Breath of the Wild 2 delays. Shock. This is my shock face. E3 fading off in the distance like Morbius box office reviews, <laughs> as well as some PlayStation Plus announcements. And to do this, I have with me, as always, Shannon Spider-Man. Not in this home. More. Hey, that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, I guess it's a it, it's an unpopular opinion that I I carry my shoulder on my own. It's it's a good thing I have these massive shoulders. Much like Sisyphus pushing the boulder, you saying <laughs> Spider-Man is mid. I'm not. Mm. <laughs> But, I haven't finished. Oh. I haven't finished it yet. To be honest, I'm sorry. I, I, I <laughs> he still it. hasn't finished it. <laughs> uh, I just, you know what? Uh, also, all the podcast is Justin. So fresh and so clean, Carter. I know it's your boy. The stash is gone. Um, Thank God. I know. I, I even a couple days afterwards, it's like I was just sitting there. I was getting Cheeto crumbs in it and stuff. Oh. I, I couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> Uh, Let was, me tell you right now, like you look ten years younger. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Thank you. I know that's why Meg. That's why Megan doesn't like the beard too. She's like, dude, you look so much younger without the facial hair and stuff. And it's not like I mean to. It just you know, it just grows. It's the only hair that actually grows naturally fast on me. So, well, thank you for that lovely visage. Um, <laughs> uh, the uh, yeah, I I too am uh, a victim of the baby face if I shave like. I instantly become 10 years younger. It's, it's kind of weird actually, but it's also because all the red in my beard has turned gray in the last three years. So all the gray hair disappears, which, eh, you know, I guess. I want to know how was your guys's uh, April fools. Um, I'm assuming I didn't really have my, you know, landlord tried messaging me saying Justin rents due. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, <good laughs> one. I'm not falling for that shit. You got me but, last year, but you yeah. know. <laughs> shame on you. I was like, you're not falling for that. So uh, we don't celebrate April Fool's in my house. Uh, if you need to know one thing about me, I don't do pranks well. I I don't handle that well. I've never thought they were funny. I don't really like surprise parties, things like that. Like, I just don't do pranks. And so I've, I've passed that along to my children. That this, That's something we don't do in this house. I don't don't pull tricks on dad. And I won't pull tricks on you. We're, we're all good. We have a we have a uh, a cautious truce drawn in this house <laughs> when it comes to pranks. Uh, I will tell you, growing up as a more in this household, uh, you needed to have your head on a swivel, um, you know, pretty much all the time. So, you know, having tricks played on me most of my adolescent years has um, basically drained all the fun out of April first <laughs> for me. Uh, so yeah, so that doesn't happen anymore. Um, but also, I just find it funny that on the internet, the cesspool of misinformation that is out there, mm -hmm. 
April 1st is like the one day where people like really try to verify that things are true before actually believing them. Um, so, you know, if it gets people to believe real information for a day, I, bravo, <laughs> you know? Uh, but yeah, I, think, I mean, for the most part, I got a text message from like a, this shoe company that I buy some um, tennis shoes from on a regular mm -hmm. basis. Uh, and they were like, yeah, we're introducing a new shoe with this new technology. It's called smell or Wearovision, like where you wear your shoe and then like it'll give you smells. And I was like, that's just a regular shoe, bro. Like if somebody doesn't take care of their shoes, yeah. like that's just stanky feet. <laughs> we're, we're introducing new tech called stank foot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> something... <laughs> new new trench foot v, uh, VR. Uh, oh, yes. dude. oh, man. You want the feeling of having your foot amputated without having your foot amputated? We got you covered. Mm-hmm. I like, I like Justin, Justin doesn't even know where to go with that. He's no, just like staring just, at us like what? Uh-huh. I was more still just taken aback by the fact that I asked Shannon like how his April Fools was and his TLDR was basically like, well, after life punched down at me for 40 years, <laughs> I, I ended up in this position right now. And I'm hey, not about it. You know what though? I will I will defend Shannon on that a little bit because for the for the same reason I don't celebrate any pranks or April Foolsness is that is a very much a learned behavior on my part as well. Because let me tell you, my father was not one for pranks. <laughs> there was, it was never going to be funny. It was, there was never going to be, there was going to be yelling and anger every single time. And it was just one of those, like you learned real quick. Like, yeah, just don't just stay away from the pranks. Just, it's mm -hmm. fine. Like it's just, no one needs it. It's good. <laughs> Just, yeah, like I mean, so was my dad, but I guess as a child, I was willing to pay the iron price. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, when you're young, your hubris uh, is so off the charts. You're just like, they're never going to catch me. I'm faster. I got more endurance, yeah. like whatever. You got to go to sleep sometime and you're oh, going yeah. to sleep in their house, dude, and they will get you. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, poor planning. Yeah, there was no revenge prank. It was just revenge. Like that was just yeah, that was that was the thing. So, uh, yeah, well, that so that is very much a learned behavior. I, it, April Fools is my least favorite day of the year for uh, for the internet. I hate it. Like mm -hmm. it's it, me, social media managers out there, if you're listening, it's never funny. It's it, no, your joke's not funny. I don't care what it was. It wasn't good. Sorry. Like just, just let's all move on. Yeah, let's just dick with all of our customers and that, like come out with something like, I mean, I've seen I, I saw ads for like motorcycles that were being sold for like dirt cheap that people wanted that were mm -hmm. like, you know, people were flooding that like, you know, people people don't do funny anymore or they can't take a joke. Right. So why would you have a day dedicated to people taking jokes and getting joked on? Like if you have uh, people uh, that are uh, oversensitive. All right, Will Smith, calm down. Calm down. Like <laughs> Dude, speaking of the yeah, that's a that's a good one for this week, man. Dude, yeah. that was insane. Yeah. Like and oh, oh, it's hey, still dude, everywhere. Dude, real quick, Jesse, your levels are like super high. Like just, Oh, sorry. It just sounds like you're blown out a little bit. I don't know. Um but he's yeah, excited, yeah. man. Like you know, he, I, mean, I mean he's gonna slap the shit out of that mic. Like it's <laughs> uh <laughs> But the, uh, yeah, that part, it was crazy on multiple levels. Like, A, can I tip the hat real quick to, to Chris Rock's just professionalism? Because I got to tell you, if I'm up there riffing jokes and someone comes up and just smacks me as hard as they can, I don't know if I'm just standing there being like, 
wow, that just happened. Crazy night, huh? Like, <laughs> what? Like, that dude just smacked you from, like, 30 million people. Like, yeah, dude, viewing... he didn't even flinch. Like, he just took it, like, yeah. he knew it was, like, coming to. Like, he was braced for it, and he's just, like, hands behind the back, like, ready. He's like, all right, let's just get this over with so I can announce the next award. All right, so here's my question: Is if was it staged or was it not? Do you well, think it I was th- authentic? Or do you think I, it was staged? I think well, just because of the fallout that's happened, I think it was authentic. But his reaction is what made everyone say, "Was this staged?" Because like, that's the thing is like, no one stays that professional. No one does, you know. Like, and and I don't think he thought he was gonna get hit. I thought like he thought Will Smith was coming up there to grab the mic and say some shit or something, you know, and. Next thing you know, because I mean, if you think you're going to get assaulted, even if it's fake, you don't keep your hands behind your back. You know, no, that's just basic human psychology. Like, you know, no one's keeping their hands firmly behind their back to get the crap kicked out of them. You know, like, come on. Okay. I saw, I saw a lot of other people like you, Shantu, that were like, is this, was this staged or whatever? And I'm like, I don't think they would want live at the Oscars, Will Smith yelling, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth multiple times. Mm-hmm. But my, like, on live TV like that, and my thing was like, I'm like, I'm like, why was he not, like, escorted out by security or something, like, after yeah. assaulting yeah. someone on stage and then just walks back to his seat and sits down, and I was like, and, like and, nothing came of it. And then they give him an award, and he gets a standing ovation. Yeah. Like, what the? What, was everyone terrified he was coming after them next? They're like, shit, I better get up and clap. I don't know. He's like, I got enough of these for everybody here. <laughs> yeah. Who wants the hands? <laughs> Who's catching these next? Um, but so, no, that was nuts. So, so let's say it's not like a, a, a setting like the Oscars, and Chris Rock and uh, Will Smith are in an alley. Who do you think's got them hands? Who do you think's winning? Oh, Will Smith. Will Smith is six foot three, bro. Yeah. Like Chris yeah, Rock is got, like five nine. Like pick Chris Rock up and just throw him on the ground. <laughs> I mean, Chris, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't follow celebrity culture. Maybe Chris Rock is in some Cav McGraw, Hoist Gracie, fucking dojo shit. I don't know. Like maybe, but I kind of doubt it. <laughs> like, you know, that's all I'm saying. You're like he's a comedian. What's he got? What's he got? Nothing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, it was I mean, it took over. It's all everybody's been talking about all week. And, you know, I think, you know, I saw it on the, the Internet, summed it up best. If it wasn't for Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, I wouldn't have known the Oscars were even a thing. <laughs> well, it's the joke I got off on Twitter right after it happened. Like a million other people got their jokes off the second it happened. It's the biggest hit Will Smith has had in years. So <laughs> anyway, we can just move on. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> uh, I see that went over with you two about as well as it did on Twitter. I mean, anyway, I mean, um, I mean, getting jicky with it is a classic, right? I mean, uh, I mean, Miami, <laughs> Miami's more of a banger than getting jiggy with it. If I'm if I'm ranking Will Smith cuts, <laughs> I mean, aren't those the only two? Well, there's Wild Wild West. Uh. <laughs> Okay, I mean, <laughs> the song like, did better okay. than the movie did, but you know, Men, Men in Black, Men in Black, Men in Black's oh, a good okay, song. Okay, 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 I got you. All right, Nightmare on My Street. If we're going old school, old school, yeah. <laughs> you saw my blinker, bitch. All the, all the, all the bangers, <laughs> all the bangers. Um, uh, okay, I, all right. I'm medicated. All right. Anyway, um, 
Let's talk of some positive news. And uh, hey, Justin, why don't you enlighten us about this change that was just announced at Capcom? That was pretty surprising. Yeah, you know, it was announced um, here the other day that uh, everyone's getting raises. Um, All Japanese-based employees are getting a base salary increase by 30%, which is, uh, you know, that's in in a time where anytime, you know, a lot of these gaming companies, it's, you know, sexual assault and, mm. you know, uh, people layoffs and with all the delays, whatever, like some actual good, good news for employees to who work in games is always welcomed. So the fact that, you know, Capcom's had a lot of bangers lately with like Resident Evil and stuff, they're turning in record profits and stuff, and they're actually giving back to their employees, which, you know, is usually how it's done you know, to keep talent mm-hmm. and stuff. I know we've kind of waned away from that in past years and yeah. stuff, but hopefully, you know, this uh, will kind of raise the bar and, you know, other game studios will take suit that, hey, that game, like, you know, from software, hey, you know, mm-hmm. Elden Ring did real good. Pay it forward to those employees. Give them a, yeah, yeah. Give, let those women who are pregnant instead of firing them, you know, actually give them time <laughs> off. Or just not mock them openly in public, yeah, you know. You know. Um, I think I think you bring up a good point. It also speaks to it's it's a story that you see pop up here and there. But in the last five years in the games industry, there has been a ton of talent shifting studios, moving from place to place, new studios opening, bringing entire teams with them. You know, like stu- I think it's half the reason a lot of these games have been delayed. There's just been so much talent moving from place to place and taking, you know, it's a brain drain every time it happens to these studios. And it's a really smart move by Capcom to just be like, no, well, let's try to keep as much of our talent here as we can. And cause I mean, we've mentioned it how many times, like uh, Shannon's brought it up multiple times, like Capcom out of nowhere, out of the cuts has just been dropping banger after banger for like three or four years now. And uh, you know, they were a studio that was doing nothing for like a decade. And then all of a sudden they're just, just reeling off bangers and i think uh i think it's a really smart move on their part to keep that train rolling yeah i mean i agree with you uh it'll be interesting to see if that translates over to the states or if that has an effect Mm -hmm. on the gaming industry as a whole or if they're just like that outlier that you know everybody wants to now go work for because they're paying their their workers better yeah um but yeah i think it's always part of the culture has always just been pay these people um, you know, enough to keep them happy. And then when the game comes out, lay off like 75% of your workforce and then they're out there to, to go somewhere else. So I think the gaming culture or the gaming uh, in, environment as a whole on the development side has just gotten used to your workforce is expendable or they're only needed as long as you got a game in development. And then, you know, they're expendable afterwards. Uh, so the people I think that have been getting paid or been getting the pay raises primarily have been the people who have, um, you know, been the the producers or the, the team leads. Um, so it's good to see it across, happen to people across the board this time. Well, yeah, it's like how many times in the news have you heard that, like, you know, Bobby Kotick or like whoever like but like oh just got like a one point like two million dollar bonus or like oh this person just got brought on as like the head of whatever like three million dollar signing bonus and stuff and it's like 
these are the same people who are like at the end of the year, like lay off 300 people and then report record breaking profits and stuff during their end of year, like quarter four reviews and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes, the the oil company method. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just uh, it's 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 good to see a, a little ray of sunshine poke through those gray clouds. Right, real quick, Justin, uh, does the shrimp fried Matt listen to this podcast? <laughs> uh, one, I love that that's his name. Yes. And two, I don't believe so. Oh, okay. I, I think maybe he's listened to some, but I don't think he regularly <laughs> listens. Because uh, we, you, well, you might want to do a wellness check on your boy. Uh, he just posted up on Twitter that he's drinking peanut butter whiskey and eating homemade cheesesteaks. So <laughs> that, that just sounds like serial killer behavior. So you might just want to lob him a call, just check in on him. You know, I'm like, see, coming from Matt though, that just sounds like a typical Sunday. <laughs> it, the peanut butter whiskey is the the flag for me Dude, there. You know? So let me tell I used to, so I used to live with Matt. I lived with Matt for mm-hmm. probably about six years. And one thing that he used to drink, I, I never understood it. I thought it was fucking disgusting is he would drink. He would take Coca-Cola and mix it with chocolate syrup. And it would taste like a Tootsie Roll? That 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 isn't making it better. <laughs> but that's but, why, like, he would take, like, a can of Coke, like, crack uh-huh. it open, and then take, like, the Hershey syrup and put it in the can of Coke, like, swivel it around. And I'm like, dude, this is fucking, like, one, like, no one even likes Tootsie Rolls to begin, like, the actual well, candy that it tastes like. I see Shannon raising his finger. I'll let you go to your shit tastier in a second. But the, the drink, though, I'm like, why would I want to drink like America's like second hated Halloween candy besides behind candy corn. Listen but. here, you Coke and milk drinking motherfucker. Uh, there oh, is <laughs> there. The Tootsie Roll experience is great. I mean, like you have to get like the fresh Tootsie Roll. You can't let it sit in your cupboard for well, like six months and expect the, it to be tasty. That's you the problem, can't. though, is the, the ones you get from trick or treating aren't the soft ones. It's the hard ones. That hit your teeth harder than Will Smith at the Oscars. <laughs> well, I, they were the ones from their kids' uh, bags the year before that they yeah. didn't eat. And they're just giving them away again. Harder than Will Smith at the Oscars. God damn. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you know what else got hit hard, uh, Justin? Uh, the reviews for Morbius. Dude, that's the other thing. I was like, as much as, funny enough, on the flip side, it's like as much as we've been seeing the memes from the Oscars, I'll tell you what I haven't been seeing, and that's asses and seats at Morbius. <laughs> Every picture I see is a fucking barren theater that looks no, like, you would swear to God, like someone just went into the theater early to take a picture to make a funny haha, but then you see the credits rolling in the background, yeah, and yeah. there's genuinely nobody in there. <laughs> Um, my favorite was the one that was making the rounds of like, there was one other person in the theater, but I didn't know my flash was on. And it's just this picture of this guy eating popcorn. Like, uh, the Dragon Ball Z one was my favorite too, where the, we need to fight somewhere empty. And then it's Goku and Vegeta fighting in the Morbius theater. And it's like, that's so good. Oh man, poor Jared Leto. I mean, he's just looking for a superhero that he can play or a supervillain. He doesn't care. He just wants to be in a comic book universe that somebody loves and uh, nobody loves him. Can can I throw out something kind of controversial? You, well, it might not be. I don't know. I don't know your guys' take on this. 
he was all right as the Joker. He was all right. Like, I mean, granted, the movie was garbage. The Suicide Squad movie, hottest of trash. You'll, I won't defend that movie. He was okay as the Joker. Like, he was all right. He, w- he was. It was the director that messed it all up. And, like, not only did the director mess it up, but they cut out every se- most of the scenes that he was in. Well, I and mean, the, stu- the studio. It, like, mm-hmm. apparently th- there was a deep dive, like, uh, breakdown of that movie. Mm-hmm. a year after the fact or so where the director was like so the studio had me take this out and this out and this out and this out and he had no final say over cut so he was just kind of like hands were tied with what they did to his movie you know and and you know I, I if we can release the Snyder cut can I get the original Suicide Squad cut because it sounds like a way better movie but who knows well and from what I heard too like most people I know didn't even really have a problem with him as the Joker. It was more mm-hmm. how he looked is like what threw a lot of people off was the, the wardrobe and like overall design of him. That oh, the, the, the hot topic Joker. Yeah. The, the damaged, yeah, I think yeah. the, the forehead tattoo is kind of what sent everyone over a little bit. Uh, yeah, but we- that that whole like quaffed, like super quaffed, um, like preppy boy Joker is not a good look, um, for the Joker. But I saw the deleted scenes for the Joker in the new Batman movie, the mm-hmm. the Robert Pattinson one, and that Joker looks terrifying. Uh, well, I mean, they made him look like fucking pumpkin head. Like, what the fuck was that? Like. I don't know. I mean, he did fall in a vat of acid, right? That's what I heard. Yeah, is what I assumed is between the acid and then you're assuming if he's in. I almost think it's kind of like what they tried to do with like uh, Jared Leto's Joker, where it's like he has like the fake teeth, like where assuming Batman punched out some of his teeth Mm. or something like that. Like he's obviously like been around. It's not like he's just now existing. Like he's obviously existed within Gotham for like a little bit and stuff to not necessarily be the Joker like established, but has kind of already like hit the ground running, like and fucked around and found out. Did, did either one of you play the Telltale Batman game? Mm-mm. I so did not. It's it's they do a cool thing where there's no Joker in it in in the first story they're telling, but at some point you spend some time in an insane asylum and you meet a guy who very obviously is the Joker, but they do really interesting things with him, basically like teasing around a backstory and it's it's one of those things i'd love to see them do something similar in a movie where it's just like there's this guy he's crazy you know it it's like right from the start he's in an insane asylum as a patient you know but like the way he just kind of drip drops his background and story in there and it was just it was a really cool way to build the character without being like and then Batman punched his teeth out and knocked him in a vat of acid. Wahaha. You know, like it was a cool way to do it without being like crazy over the top with it. Um, mm-hmm. And it, like we said last week, another good telltale game. If it ever comes up super cheap and you want a good story, like it's fun. Um, but yeah, me and me and Justin were talking before the show that I kind of figured out why they kept pushing this movie back and pushing it back and pushing it back because while Morbius apparently was seen by very few people and uh, got awful reviews. It was the number one movie of the week, bringing in $39 million. And the top five in this week's box office are Morbius, The Lost City, Batman in week five, (laughs) Uncharted in week seven, and what is it, Justin? Uh, Juju Kaisen. It's the new Juju Kaisen movie. 
Sure, I believe you. Um, <laughs> and uh, in week three, by the way. So they basically were like, when's a time we can release this turd where there is zero <laughs> competition? Like, none. By the way, Spider-Man in, uh, let's see, week 16 was number seven in the box office. So that tells you something. Um, yeah, I, I doubt the second anything of merit comes out in the box office, it'll it'll hold up at number one. But uh, hey, for one week, number one movie in the nation. Well, it was funny too. Someone posted on Twitter that they, I guess they went to like the AMC or whatever near like Disneyland or whatever. Mm. And they were like, dude, there's all this advertising shit for Doctor Strange. Not one thing for Morbius. <laughs> like they're just like, nope. This doesn't even exist. We're just moving on to the <laughs> next next month, baby. That's what we're focusing on. Wow. Yeah, to, and, and it's talk a about a, movie. But. Yeah, talk about a stealth rollout, man. Like, I saw nothing for this movie until maybe the day it was supposed to be released in the theaters. And then I saw maybe a commercial. Oh, you didn't see one of the, like, 18 trailers they released <laughs> for this movie? Like, uh, a, I maybe saw one. Yeah. But I wasn't seeking them out. You know what else you're not going to be seeking out, Shannon? Hmm. Did you see the new PlayStation Plus? Watching? <laughs> I mean, I think I have my... I think based off of last week's show, you know what I think about this mm-hmm. dumpster well, fire. But the actual uh, uh, nuts and bolts of it got re- got announced. Uh, mm-hmm. So now it's not called Spartacus. It's just PlayStation Plus, which I think is smart. They're getting rid of PlayStation now. They're bumping, they're building out PlayStation Plus, which is a good brand. That's a good name. It's up there with Game Pass. I like it. Um, But it's going to be PlayStation Plus Essential, which is the same exact thing as PlayStation Plus now. Uh, Wait, currently, not now. Um, So still the two two downloadable games, uh, cloud storage, online access, all that stuff. And uh, there's no cost change to that. It's still 60 bucks a year. Uh, but then there's PlayStation Plus Extra, which has all of the provided essential benefits, but adds up to 400 uh, PS4 and PS5 games that you can either download or stream. Um, and then there's PlayStation Plus. Oh, and th- sorry. That is $100 a year or $15 a month. And then there's PlayStation mm. Plus Premium which is all the benefits from the previous two tiers and up to 340 PS3 games, which are only available through cloud streaming and classic games from the PS1, PS2, and PSP. Also, limited time game trials were included in that tier, and that is $120 a year or $18 a month. I like... How do you have the audacity to like have like Justin's a Ubisoft? Because that's his face is just like dude. the balls, the balls of them. I know. I'm like, bro. I could buy two Elden Rings for, for that. Like, well, the the big problem they had with this announcement is there was no list of what the games were, like on any, any tier. Like when when they're like, oh, you know, the the middle tier gets you PS4 and PS5 games. Okay, okay, like what? Like what? What are they? And 
Well, I mean, that's how that's how they that's how you know that PlayStation doesn't give a fuck about this thing is because like they're not even telling you the games because they know nobody's going to buy that shit because nobody wants to play a PlayStation three game when you got PlayStation four games that you could be playing or PlayStation five games. My, Those my, are the hotnesses, right? And my thing is, I, I, I kind of agree with you as the general population. Sure, there are people that would love to go back and play PS one, two and three games. I'm sure there are, you know, there's there's collectors and there's people that have nostalgia for games and all that stuff. And they want to go back and dig into some of the games they might've missed or some of their old favorites that they don't have anymore. Blah, 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 blah. That can't be a big percentage. It just can't. No. And the PlayStation and the collectors that are wanting to play the PlayStation one, two and three games are going to play it on the console. It was designed for it. Yeah. And they're going to go out and find the fucking game. They're not going to pay $15 a month to play it on a PlayStation five in a teeny ass window on your screen because they can't get the resolution right because PlayStations does not give a shit about uprising those games. They just want your money. Well, and also the, and see that, okay, you just brought up a good point. If they did the thing like game pass does with older titles where it's like you get a frame rate boost or just a performance boost. Because like a lot of those old PS1 games look like crap. Oh, yeah. You know, like the the first go at 3D worlds and stuff wasn't great. I mean, it was cool at the time because we had never seen anything like that. But you look at it now and there's a lot of wavy backgrounds. There's a lot of hard, jaggy edges, you know, all over the place. And if they could smooth all that out with like a frame rate boost or, or texture passes or something, like I, I'd be interested in seeing what that looks like on some titles. But I don't know if I'm $120 a year interested to do that. But I mean, the big thing they're missing and where I think Microsoft is still going to eat their lunch is there's no day and date. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've said multiple times I have game pass because I know I'm going to buy two games a year and those games are going to show up on game pass. So why don't I just get game pass? And then I get all the other stuff. I think that's the problem is there's just all the other stuff that comes with the PlayStation plus. I don't care about myself. Well, you just have to wait. Sony will do a state of play and they'll announce some of the games. And then as soon as they're like, that's right. Why do you want to give us $120? Come into the PS five heavenly sword. And then Shannon's like, (laughs) that was a hundred and what? 20. Here you go. I hate you both. (laughs) <clears throat> the banger of all bangers. He's going to be getting his 5G connection just so he can stream that shit. <laughs> going to make a $500 investment just to play Heavenly Sword. <laughs> Shannon's like two words. Ray tracing. Yeah. <laughs> Tress effects. There it is. Um, <laughs> performance mode. <laughs> <laughs> performance mode. Um, but the... Uh, no, I... It's frustrating, though. It's frustrating because it's like I see where Sony just doesn't have the pockets that Microsoft has to to dig into. But it's like you could have gone the Nintendo route of just like, hey, I, I did the Nintendo thing because my kids wanted the Mario Kart DLC and my wife wanted the Animal Crossing DLC. And it's like, well, if I'm buying both of those separately, I might as well just do the upgrade on their online service that comes with those and now i get some other stuff and i might get more stuff down the line like if sony's thing was here's a very limited amount of games but you get dlc for the ps5 stuff okay okay that makes a lot more sense to me like i probably would be in on that you know like I, i don't know it's just it's interesting to see how it's playing out with all these people taking stabs at it in different ways yeah i get that i mean like but 
I'm trying to think what first party Sony titles are out right now that you would what, that would take advantage of that. And the only ones I can think of are the Miles Morales and mm-hmm. uh, Forbidden West. Ghost of right? Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima has uh, okay. a whole DLC, DLC thing. Um, but, you know, they're also, they've said multiple times, they're investing heavily in new multiplayer stuff. Bungie's part of their system now. Hey, do I get Witch Queen as part of this? I, I Okay, I'd probably, I probably would have done it if I could have just downloaded Witch Queen and played it. You know, that's, so that's the sort of thing. You bring up an interesting point, too, because I wonder how much of this, say, they do do this and stuff, like, if said doing this, like, with a lot of their older titles and stuff like that, like if they're trying to like re like re-engage with the player and stuff and see if there's mm-hmm. like interest in any of these like older IPs, like if they see a lot of people like, oh, went back and revisited like Kill Zone 3 or something sure. like that. And they're or like, like a oh, Sly like, Cooper or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To try and see like if they just throw like those games up on there and see all right, like how many active players are we getting for this and stuff and be like, okay, well, this might be able to warrant like a new sequel or a reboot or something sure. on the PS5. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to see. I'm sure we'll get a state of play here that in the next couple months before June when this launches that clarifies what this is. And, and you know, third party is going to matter a lot too because, you know, Shadow Warrior 3 went day and date on PlayStation Now. So maybe there is going to be some day and date stuff that they just haven't been able to shore up contract wise yet or something like that. But as it stands right now, eh, not looking good. Not looking good for me. Uh, You know what else isn't looking good, Justin? (laughs) Uh, Any hopes you had of playing Zelda this year? (laughs) Yes. Um, I, I will say, though, I think this came as a surprise to no one since I literally can't think of a single Zelda game that didn't get delayed two or three times before releasing. Like every single one has always gotten delayed. Like Twilight Princess got delayed multiple times to the point where it ended up releasing on the Wii before it even came out on the GameCube. (laughs) Like, um, so I'm not surprised that it got delayed. I also think that, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was also due to Elden Ring coming out this year and them not wanting to compete with Elden Ring um, and, you know, might even study some of the From Software games and, like, see, you know, might change some stuff based off all the positive feedback Elden Ring's been getting and stuff. Yeah, I think they also need to find a way to keep that game fresh um, because the first Breath of the Wild kind of I mean, it was a good game. I beat it, Um, but the stamina was uh, maddening. Um, The weather effects were kind of janky. Like, I wish there was a way to kind of negate some of the rain climbing like things. Uh, but I mean, you already did so much in the first one. Like you went to like a water type environment and traversed a bunch of things there. Like you cross-dressed, you did some stuff in the desert. Like you did a whole bunch of like fun new stuff in a Zelda game. Like, what are you going to do for breath of the wild too? So that stuff that you're going to bring from the first breath of the wild into the second one doesn't feel old, doesn't feel stale, keeps your players excited. Or are you just planning or are you just banking on the fact that like your Zelda fan base is just gonna be like, oh, it's a new Zelda game. And as long as it's done well, I'm going to play the hell out of it. That's absolutely what they're banking on. Absolutely. hundred percent. I mean, 
to be fair, was anyone planning on this game actually getting released? It isn't titled yet. Every time they talk about it, it's they still refer to it as the sequel to Breath of the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like this game doesn't even have a title. I mean, I would be more concerned with the fact that this game is going to come out on the Switch hardware that is out now, <laughs> and we're not going to yeah. have a new Switch to put the to play this game on. I I still. I've been saying it for a year now. I still think that's the hangup. They 100% planned on a new Switch coming out. The OLED Switch was the screen for the new Switch, but the guts are not what they were planning on in any way, and they went, um, screw it. These are the parts we have. Get it out. We can't hold it anymore, and now they've been spending a year rejiggering Bayonetta 3 and Breath of the Wild and Metroid and all these games to run on the old Switch hardware. Like, you can't convince me otherwise. So you should be prepared for Breath of the Wild 2 to have a bunch of those weird pop-in graphics in the back where, like, you see a bird and it's up, down, and there's oh, yeah. no in-between. It's just pop-up, pop-up, It's pop Pokemon, Pokemon Legends Breath of mm-hmm. the Wild, for sure, 100%. But that, I was going to say, that's the thing, though, since it is a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild 2, it's one of those things where it's like, I can't see it being too different. Because, like, you know, with each Zelda, they try to make it, you know, different, but still kind of, mm. you know, the same and stuff. But since this is a direct sequel, like, they can't just completely change everything because then it's not a sequel to Breath of the Wild at that point. Then it's just a completely new Zelda again. So I think really all they can really do is do like take the like positive things from the first breath of the wild. Like I said, study Elden ring, like the way Elden ring handles like stamina and stuff where it's like, when you're not surrounded by enemies and you're in the open world, you're not burning stamina. You can just run infinitely and do whatever. And then as soon as like you're within proximity of enemies and stuff, that's when all of a sudden, Oh, now it matters. Like your health bar, all that stuff reappears. And so there's like some clever stuff. I think that they can take away with that and, I would say try and do go bigger, but you're right. If they're still working off the old switch, I don't think you can go much bigger. Like it's, (laughs) it's pretty much at the peak as it is. Like, I don't think you can really push it too much harder. Well, what's crazy is it's going to be six years since breath of the wild came out by the time we see this, you Mm -hmm. know, like it's, it's been a while. It's been some time. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what we get, what we get. Uh, But what you're not going to get, you guys, is E3 this year. That's or next year. Or, next year. <laughs> or, or the following or year. Maybe ever? Ever? Can I throw ever out there? Um, there are still... Uh, the future of E3 is in uh, high doubt at this point. But this year's event, which uh, originally was said was going to be digital only. Uh, well, first it was going to be the full event. And then back in, was it January? They said it was going to be digital only. And now they said, nope, no E3 at all. Which leads me to believe, you know, the year off told a lot of people, hey, we don't need E3 at all. And no, I'm not giving you money for anything. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's you can look forward to the Jeff Keighley Summer Game Fest, which uh, he has much like a vulture swooped in and started picking the carcass for himself. All of the choicest cuts. And uh, yeah, that's that's going to be the future of the June announcements is the Game Fest for the time being. Good. Right. I mean, that's what I want. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Cold blooded. <laughs> God damn, Shannon. Well, I mean, 
Dude, I, I mean, like this this E3, I mean, they've been talking about this thing going out forever, right? And now, mm-hmm. you know, finally, like just stick a fork in it. It's done. Like this bitch is done. Like just make June like the month where we learn about all the new game shit coming out for the next six months or the next year, whatever you want. Jeff, let Jeff Keighley do his thing. And that's it. That's a new E3. Just call that E3 2.0. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, you're you're not wrong. That's like... It's the only reason we all watched E3 or paid attention to E3 anyway was for the press conferences and the announcements. Mm-hmm. And and I think we all should have learned or, or realized it was coming in, uh, what was that, 2016 when Nintendo was like, yeah, nah, nah, we're not doing that. Um, we're just going to do our own little treehouse thing over here. I don't need you guys. And everyone watched anyway and went <laughs> like, oh, oh, yeah, we don't need E3. It's still fine. <laughs> yeah. Why do we need to pay you an obscene amount of money to hold space on a floor where a bunch of stinky guys who aren't wearing deodorant are going to try to play our games when we can do it online, show them the game, not have to smell their stank ass bodies and still get the press out there. And and more importantly, completely control the message from Mm -hmm. from front to back. So, yeah. But R.I.P. E3. Is that was that our moment of silence for E3? Yeah, that was our moment <laughs> of silence. Pour one out. Pour, pour out your uh, your free your G drink. fuel. Yeah. <laughs> pour out your gamer fuel. Um, Find your Jolt Cola, guys. Pour one out. Yeah, Jolt. <laughs> Man, did I ever tell you about the uh, the the milkshake i had in ashland oregon it was a shop out there it was called uh they called it the insomniac insomniac or something like that but it was espresso ice cream Mm -hmm. with uh chocolate espresso beans Mm -hmm. and uh jolt cola and Mm. there was chocolate syrup and something else and then they blend all that as a milkshake Mm -hmm. let me tell you (laughs) you're, you're flying after one of those like I don't think I slept for a day and a half. Was... <laughs> You're like, woke up in New Orleans. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, he flew I home, flew... literally. <laughs> I flew there like a hummingbird. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's what I think when I think Joe Cole at that and the old. Uh, did you guys ever do the battle tech? Like where you used to get in the pods and fight? It was mm-hmm. like a VR I did it once, center, yeah. like way back in the back in the day. They used uh, to serve, yeah. They used to serve Jolt Colas there, so I would always get. Yeah, they that was the one that was like right off a of shoreline, right? There like they one, did. There was yeah. one there. The first one I know of was like way out in like Livermore or something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. that shit was rad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny when I look at it now, like those graphics were so bootsy, but at the time I was like, "This is amazing! Mm-hmm. I'm in a cockpit. I'm yeah. flying." I'm shooting lasers that are just colored lines. It's crazy. Um, anyway, any hoodles. Uh, let's, shall we talk about what we've been playing? Uh, yeah. Let uh, Gather around, children. Uh, you can go ahead and take a nap, Shannon, because I'm going to talk to you about Planet Crafter. <laughs> <laughs> Game's great. It's so good. My, uh, my planet now has uh, grass all over the place. It's raining. I've got, I've got trees. I'll be back in a minute. Going. Oh, look, Shannon's leaving. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but uh, it's it, it's a really... I, I've 
spoke on this last week and, and it's a lot more of the same. It's, you know, Justin, now that Shannon's not here, uh, <laughs> it's, it's got a little bit of that, like cookie clicker thing to it mm, where okay. there's a piece of the game where it's just watching the numbers go up and it's soothing in a weird way of just like the way those cookie clicker games kind of are where it's just like, yeah, and now I do this and the numbers go up faster or I do this and now the numbers are slower, but you can go pay attention to the status screen and see what you're doing to make a difference in your planet. And it's fun. Um, I'm starting to unlock some more of the mystery. I found some bunkers from people that had crashed there before that like give you more pieces to the story. Um, it, it's still early access and there's, I think the thing that's exciting me about it is there's just so much room for them to add stuff. Like they could really go hard on the story. They could add like the bones are there for adding a whole like murder mystery type element to this story um, that, that I could see them really going deep on and have the player kind of stumble across. And now you're in it kind of like one of those fallout three side quest type deals. Um, there's also an aspect where if they added enemies or some type of combat to it, I could totally see that expanding the range as far as resources and like gating off areas that you're not necessarily supposed to get into early, that sort of thing, you know, um, it's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm, I like the game a lot. It's replaced, uh, it, it's replaced power washer for me as my like go-to relaxing game. I can just kind of like build some stuff you know, watch my planet change, watch the numbers go up. It's good. It's fun times. Um, it's the exact opposite of Elden Ring, which I'm still playing. Hey, are you way. guys done talking about Planet Crafter yet? Yeah, I was talking. <laughs> oh, okay, good. I, 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 I'm just transitioning to Elden Ring, which <laughs> which I'm still playing. And I was saying that Planet Crafter is the exact opposite because where it's like the chill, lay back, watch your numbers go up, and slowly change your world game. Uh, I'm not getting better at Elden Ring and it's frustrating me. Like I'm, I'm leveling, you know, I'm doing all right. I can what level up. are you? 23. I okay. Say. So you're, you're still pretty, pretty yeah. low then. I can, I can take out one of the big trolls. I've, I've done that a few times. Like that's been my go-to is I take out the one right by the, the main castle gate you get to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to kind of farm, uh, not souls or whatever, but what are, what are the, what do you get from people? It's not souls runes. Yeah. That's where I farm runes for a little bit is killing trolls. Um, I came across a, one of the, uh, it's like a, it's like a wagon or something getting pulled by two of Mm -hmm. those things. And, uh, those things fucked me up real bad. So (laughs) that was, that was something I only did once. Did you get the treasure out of the back of it though? No, Uh, you can just (laughs) snag the treasure out of the back of it. Yeah. I wasn't able, I wasn't Uh able to, so I wasn't able it, to get up on it without them seeing me. So um, you you have to stop the car. So what you have to do is as uh, long as you just hit one of them in the leg, it'll cause them to just drop and it'll stop them from moving the car. And uh, then okay. you can jump in the back and then open the chest or whatever. What do you get? Is it worth it? Um, Usually it's weapons okay. and stuff. So, I mean, I think it's worth it. Like, it's pretty quick because, I mean, one you have invincibility frames when you're opening the chest. Mm-hmm. So you could just grab it real quick and then just like back roll and then just dip out. Yeah, get on get on torrent and get the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, I've been contemplating, though, changing my build. 
like restarting with a new class because the astrologer is fun to a point, but like I haven't gotten any other spells. I'm kind of sick of just shooting that little pebble thing, which doesn't seem to be getting any stronger. I mean, sure, I can kill some things now with one hit, but like when I hit up big bosses, I'm still not doing a lot of damage. And I don't want to just dive in and find, you know, go to this cave, like look up the wiki and be like, go to this cave and get a better spell. You know, I try to, I, yeah. I don't really want to do that. Um, but I've, I've found weapons for other classes throughout this whole game that I can't use. And it's so frustrating when I'm like, oh, this sword looks badass, but I, I, I'd have to level <laughs> 10 times or have the strength to use it, you know? So, right. yeah, I don't know. So I'm contemplating switching classes. I might because I'm getting bored of the astrologer thing and I'm not getting better with it. And also like some of the bosses close on you so fast that like, I can't dip out and cast spells, you know, like I get my shit kicked in every time. Well, it's going to be funny because from what Justin's been telling us is like, it does a hard pivot to where like in the beginning, it's all like things rushing in. But like Mm -hmm. when you get later on in the game, it's all things using magic and trying to hit you from afar. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, that is what's funny is because in the beginning doing like the, the strength build, like whatever, just Mm -hmm. like straight up melee in the beginning is nice. Like it's easier I feel like in the meantime, where it's like where I'm at now, like I'll tell you right now, I'm level 70, like I think three, 75, something like that. Um, I have three great runes. So I've beaten, I think at least like two of like okay. the main that you have to beat. You like, no, I think I've beaten like yeah, two or three of like the, like you have to beat this boss in yeah, order yeah. to like progress through the game, like bosses. And yeah, a lot of the later bosses are very much like the, I was like, man, I wish I could do magic or something from Mm. far away that I didn't have to get right up on them to try to hit them. And like, I'll summon someone into the game. And when they're a spellcaster, I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, (laughs) so then they can like shoot from afar while I like run in and just try and do as much, like distract him, like get him to turn around and stuff so they can just wail on him with spells while I sit there and like lure him. And then when, he turns around to them. I can like backstab and stuff from behind. Hey, uh, what's your go-to method for the regenerating skeletons? So, um, you got to smash them, right? Like after you take them out, you got to just like melee the shit out of them when they're laying on the ground and that keeps them from coming back. Right. So they constantly, if, so I'm assuming they work like the skeletons in dark souls Mm -hmm. where they can only truly die. If you kill them with a holy weapon, Oh, okay. Um, or holy magic or whatever. Like, I don't have any holy weapons. Most of the time I run into them, I just hit the, either completely ignore them or just hit them down and then just like dip before they respawn back. And then usually I'm like out of their range where they won't follow me anymore at that point. But in, I know in like Dark Souls, the Souls games and stuff, usually they like will permanently stay dead if you kill them with a holy weapon. Gotcha. Because <sighs> those things kicked my ass. Like, I found a cave that had a bunch of them and was just like, I can't. Now I'm overrun with these guys. That's awesome. Sweet. But, yeah, good times. Good times. Uh, Shannon, you still playing Elden Ring? Uh, well, I mean, it's. I still want to go back to it, but with Kirby and Tiny Tina, like, I mean, Tiny mm. Tina is just like a well worn glove. Like you need to just put that on. You got those mechanics down. Like you know that yeah, that gross. muscle memory yeah. kicks back in. Uh, so I've been playing a lot of that. 
um, and leveling up my character and checking out all of the, the glory that that game has to offer. And I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Cool. Cool. But I do plan on going back to play Elden Ring. Um, I don't feel like I've gone far enough to where it's not um, going to be a hurdle for me to jump back into it once I'm ready to play it again. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So it's I still want to go back. It's still a game that I enjoy playing. So, I uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's one of those things where I feel the need to keep playing it at least a couple times a week just so I don't lose any of the skill set i've built up you know like it's mm-hmm. i'm terrified of putting it down for too long and coming back and being like i have no fucking idea what i'm doing um yeah the problem yeah. is is i probably should have bought it on the pc and instead i bought it on uh, the playstation gotcha. um so i mean yeah I, I, they'll they'll be i think next week uh my uh, son has spring break so mm-hmm. i'll be down in uh at the other house and I'll have access to it. So maybe a couple nights that, that week I'll play it. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, outside of that, Tiny Tina's treating you well? Yeah, like that game uh, is pretty fun. Uh, it's funny. I uh, love the guns. I just tell people to buy it. It's You're not going to be disappointed with it. It's fun. Um, the, I'm getting, <clears throat> I, you know, I'm getting a little further along in the game. And mm-hmm. the side missions do a pretty good job of wrapping everything up in like a tight, a small tight bow. And the quick travel is a bonus. Like, you know, any Borderlands game, as long as you've walked past those little like little beacons that come out of the ground, you could basically just like teleport there. Oh, OK, um, so, you know, everything is pretty easy to get to and it makes it fast. And, you know, the once you start doing the main story beats, those levels get a lot bigger, a lot larger, um, but still a great game. Uh, I the problem is right now, I think for me is there's so much stuff that they drop that I don't have the inventory spaces for it. Mm. And I constantly have to go through and find out like which guns I would rather keep and which ones I would throw out. Uh, and I just wish there was an easier way to compare the weapon that you have with the weapon that's in your inventory other than having like, you know, the click on it and then scroll through everything that you have. But it's a minor gripe. Oh, you just reminded me of one of those like I'm a total dumbass moments I had in uh, planet crafter. Cause you have to go collect. It's like subnautica. You go collect resources to build things. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to build some of these more complicated structures and they take a lot of stuff. And it's like, you need to build this thing to build this thing. Like you need nine pieces of this one mineral to make a rod to f- power this drill, you know, like that, that whole type of structure. And I was just like running out of space all the time. And it was so frustrating. Cause she's like, you have to go fly all the way over there, pick up all the shit, bring it all the way back, do it again. You know, and I'm like, God, there's just gotta be a better way. And then went into another crafting menu that I don't use all that often and saw that there was a backpack upgrade that I just either missed when it popped or something. Cause it notifies you every time there's a new blueprint and I probably just didn't see it or something. And it's like, Oh, I could double the space I'm carrying this entire time. <laughs> fuck like you know like it it was like game changing for me but at the same time was so annoying that i could have been doing that for hours and hadn't it was just like god damn it (sighs) yeah uh has your has your son um played uh smash brothers at all today he has yeah he's uh dived into it he's playing it pretty much for two hours straight before they left for dinner 
And uh, yeah, he was uh, he was loving it so far. I think nice. I, I see me buying a copy of Smash Brothers in my future. Hmm. But thank well, you, thank you very much for letting us borrow it. I will tell you, you can have that copy, sir. If you <laughs> want it, you can have it. Seriously? Well, I'll pay mm-hmm. you for it. I mean, I'll no, you, you don't got to pay me for it. It's fine. Your friendship is enough. Oh well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll make I'll make sure to uh, cover some some goodness on your bachelor party then. Yeah. Yes. Here's here's a, here's a Smash Brothers worth of lap dances. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> I was gonna, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to talk to Zay about that one. She's coming for you. She listens to the show. Hey, Zay, <laughs> Zay, I'm sorry. Some some bros are gonna be smashed. Um, anyway. <laughs> Zach's like final destination. No <laughs> items. <laughs> Three sock. <laughs> Zay's gonna show up for my daughter's birthday party, just boxing gloves on, being ready to knock me out. It's like uh, new challenger approaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, totally. Like, I hope you're ready for the thunder. I'm like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You thought Will Smith slapped hard? Uh, <laughs> Dude, she's got one of the twisted T's in her hand. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> about, she's about to separate me from my teeth. Um, <laughs> You're about to forget your back hurts. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know how to make you forget about that. Um, Justin, what have you been playing, sir? Yeah, so I was, I actually hadn't got to play Elden Ring um, before. Like, last time I played Elden Ring was when, before Megan left for her cruise. But uh, yesterday, I literally sat down and legitimately played Elden Ring pretty much all day yesterday. Oh, nice. Um, which was pretty great. Um, I kind of, it was funny. I kind of forgot what I was doing. It'd been so long. Like I was, I had to like sit there and refresh and I was like, uh, like, where am I? I was like, what was I even trying to do? <laughs> and then I remember it's like, oh yeah, I'm trying to find smithing stones and like upgrade my weapons and stuff. And I also had a dumbass kind of moment. So I've been like going around trying to like going through the different caverns and stuff. Cause that's where you can find like a lot of the smithing stones and whatever is like in like the little caves and stuff tucked away places and stuff and going down into like the mines. And there's these little like, you know, rock people and crystallized whatever fucking bullshit. And I use a big like great sword and I do decent damage. I mean, I'm like a strength build and stuff, but it would still take me probably like, I don't know, like three hits to like kill these dudes, like whatever. And I was watching a, a video or something like somewhere about it. And someone was like, yeah, you know, and they'd mentioned using a different because I'm like, I can't do magic. I can't do whatever. So I'm like, this is all I got. And they were like, yeah, you know, by using this like different weapon, like because there's slashing, there's hammers, there's, you know, thrusting, like stand, whatever, They're like, oh, using this type of weapon attack. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I'm like using a different weapon. I'm like, would actually do different damage, like different type of damage. So instead of using a sword slashing, if I switch to like a hammer, theoretically, I'm like, that would do more damage against the rock people versus the sword. So I had a hammer. So I went and like leveled it up to about the same level that my current sword was and then was just one shotting these fucks. And I'm like, (laughs) dude, I'm like, I could have been doing this from the beginning. I was like, I've been going about this all wrong. I'm like, these rock people need a hammer weapon. I'm like, instead of me just investing in just sword, I'm like, I need a good hammer weapon, a good whatever weapon for these different types of enemies. 
because this one like boss in this cavern was like this like moon star moon meteor whatever fucking thing it's made of rock and shit and it's Mm -hmm. like i don't have like i would enchant my sword with fire or whatever and it would do so much damage but then it runs out eventually and so i was just like dude like this boss is hard but it wouldn't be as hard if i did more damage so then now that i had this hammer i went back and i was like cleaning up shop and i was like oh dude this is so much nicer i was like i can actually hit him and do decent damage and i was just like sitting there like jumping in the air behind him and stuff wailing with the hammer doing like decent chunks and i was like dude i was playing this wrong um <laughs> uh, but i did that i got i'm dude, up to i was playing this wrong the story of <laughs> zach playing elden ring yeah <laughs> um but i beat a bunch of bosses i went and did the academy which was fun i I had to go get the key because there's like a magic school mm. and stuff. So I went and did all of that, which was, that was cool. I'm up to three great runes. Did you, did you beat st- the, did you beat the shit out of Harry Potter? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, the boss for the Academy is this like moon, whatever chick. And she has multiple phases. Her first phase. I was like, Oh dude, this was incredibly easy. And it's like, yeah, it's cause the second phase you get teleported into this no man, like very, um bloodborne like no man's land area oh, okay. where it's just water and the moon and her and she teleports around and summons like spectral giant fucking things to attack you and it's like yeah i know you need to lay on the damage as fast as possible so you can stop her from summoning shit <laughs> um but yeah so fought her fought Rod- rodon or whatever who was this big scary motherfucker and Luckily, I, I had someone help for that, and we were able to take him out, which was good. Cool. Uh, and then I've just been kind of exploring around and uh, trying to unlock more bonfires, and I went back to the underground. I keep forgetting. I still haven't even unlocked the entire overworld map yet. Like There's still big chunks of that that are missing for me that I'm trying to get to. But then it was like, oh, you need more great runes. So I was like, God damn, I need to go fight more like the big bosses and stuff in order to get into these sections, apparently. So that's what I've been doing. But I constantly still think about Elden Ring all the time. Even mm-hmm. when I'm not playing it, I'm like, like just constantly like, man, I really want to do this or level this weapon up or go back to this area and try and finish this boss. Cause there's still bosses that I'm like, Oh, I should be strong enough to go back and fight this again. And then I try and I'm like, okay, so we're going to circle back around a little bit later. I'm like, maybe I need a different weapon or something like that to try and fight them. Well, I think that, I think that does speak to the game though. In all seriousness is just like, we, like me and Shannon, it's a game that we don't play normally. Like we've bounced hard off of other entries from, from software, but it's, I keep coming back to it and every, and it's because every time I find something crazy, you know, like I was just doing some random exploring, killing some dudes that were like, uh, you know, digging in, in the hill hillside or whatever. And next thing I know, a giant zombie bear bursts out of the hillside (laughs) and like murders me. And I'm like, what the fuck? like yeah it was <laughs> stuff like that that just keeps me coming back so it's like what am i gonna find next like holy crap and like yeah it's it's amazing the amount of stuff they packed into that game oh yeah and then besides elden ring the only other thing i've been playing is i've also been playing kirby still i'm on i just got to world four 
is so world three is the carnival one. yeah and then that's, world that's four where, is the ice one yeah i'm in i'm in the carnival land carnival's fun yeah. i like the carnival uh i like the uh when you're carby and you have to do the races Mm-hmm. that's dope it's so, yeah mm-hmm. that's dope and then it's like oh you need to beat the race in this amount of time and it's like you have to hit those like very carby sized like shortcuts just like perfectly and so there's a couple yeah. times where it's like i clipped the fence and like fell and i'm like well that run got destroyed i'm like try the teleport back to the beginning let's try we're gonna get all these waddle d's <laughs> like we're gonna do it that though what was it the one with the where you where he sucks on the water pipe and gets blown up into like mm-hmm. like like a water big water balloon i can't find one of the waddledies like one of the four that you have to find like just in to to get that one achievement like it's like the second one down get all the waddledies i can't find like the third one like i get the first two i find the last one can't find the third one must have done that stage like a handful of times but uh other than that like i finally got my ranger up to like the you know the second evolution where like he can charge up and then he just like goes gunslinger on everybody. yeah dude he goes yeah, full yeah. america mode he's like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah like that's he's like my favorite go-to like right now like other than i think the magma dude is pretty cool too like his like leveled up form um and then the bomb dude, I don't really like the bombs, uh, like rolling the bombs out and then like trying to chain them together or trying to get people to walk through the the bombs. If you, you know, get them close enough, they do that like little they arc together and make like that little trap. Yeah. Um, like that's just kind of a pain in the butt to me. I don't really like doing that. But uh, yeah, they're, it's definitely fun. Like I definitely am enjoying it. And um yeah, I must have like zoned out when you were talking about doing those bonus levels because I was killing myself trying to get like done under the time thinking maybe I was going to get like two like rainbow stars or like the crystal. <laughs> yeah, you and only get like 50, like 50. Yeah, like I was 50 coins. I'm like, screw this, dude. I ain't doing yeah, this. Yeah, it's no not as long as you beat it. it, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> and that's why. And I am so forever grateful that doing that to even getting it and getting the 50 coins, I'm so happy that the star on the overworld map looks no different when you do because that would bother the hell that's like the that's like the mario like 3d world thing where it's like dude i need to see everything like and have it all cohesive on the overworld map so the fact that it's like whether you get it or don't get it as long as you get it it's the same color as everything i'm like all right like i don't need to get that because it just looks the same no matter how if you beat it or not so Mm -hmm. but yes gunslinger pirate hat kirby is my favorite kirby yeah mm-hmm. easily he's great i i still really like the um one of my favorites of like the upgrades is probably the spike one because i like that you carry your momentum and like as you kind of katamari stuff into the ball mm-hmm. it reignites your momentum and stuff. so you can do some like pretty fun stuff in some levels where you're just like zigzagging just chaining it and stuff like and you get three or four enemies on it and then you let go and they all just go pop like right after <laughs> so i so, haven't i haven't gotten all the power-ups for kirby yet but so far uh out of the the power-ups that you've gotten which one is the most useless one which is the one that you hate when you see it on the map you're like i'm not getting that i'd rather just be stock kirby than get that stupid power-up oh i'm trying to think like there's there's always like the bomb one where it's like the crash which like wipes out like the entire screen but then it's just gone like mm-hmm. afterwards, it's like a one and done. So I most of the time I'm like, 
Dude, well, you don't really need it, and you can literally just run past everything if you really wanted to, like, not fight anything, so that's like kind of float over everything yeah, yeah that's kind of worthless to me like and the boomerang i was never a huge fan like the upgraded boomerang isn't bad like that it's pretty quick and like goes pretty fast and stuff but just the default boomerang i was never really like a big fan of yeah how do you get the slicer to um like when you throw it to get it to curve like do you have to like move the joystick to get it to do it or does it just do it do you just move and it does it on its own like to, to return to you because like you have to, yeah so like remember like when you're doing the the bonus stage and then you have uh or when you're doing that extra like weapon proficiency level oh, whatever uh-huh. you want to call it yeah and you have the the one with the with the razor that you throw out like or the boomerang whatever you want to call mm. it the slicer um and like it's got like three balloons and an arc and it wants you to like basically throw it and in one fell swoop like take out all three like I only ever throw it and it only goes in a straight line and, and like a couple times it'll come back in like a curved like fashion. So hold hold down B yeah. and it'll stay there at the end of its run mm-hmm. and then you can move and when you let go of B it comes back to you. Yeah. It'll always come back to you so yeah you have to throw it out there let it sit and then wait for it to line up just right and then move into the position where you need it and then release it to time it right so that it goes through them all. My, right. my my four year old will teach you all about it. When, when <laughs> yeah, I know. She, right. She's she's who's teaching me. So, um, nice. well, hey, uh, hey guys, I hear some sirens. It's been a while. But yeah, I, think I hear the sirens. The sirens yeah. are back in town. Yeah, and we are gonna talk some Moon Knight spoilers. Finally, oh, so good, so good. So I'm I'm hyped for some Moon Knight. Uh, the Goldfish Problem was episode one, which uh, premiered last week. And uh, yeah, let's get let's get our initial thoughts, gentlemen. I loved the uh, feeling of the episode. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, for somebody who doesn't know Moon Knight or doesn't know his like backstory or anything about the character, uh, this was a good kind of dabble into his lifestyle because like you like the first shot he's getting out of bed he's taking off shackles from his ankles and you're like what is going on he's taking tape off the door he's got sand around his bed and you're just like why like what it what's going on here like what is up with this guy like what's his deal and then like totally like normal day like goes to work he falls asleep on the bus people look at him weird like whatever and then, like, all of a sudden, he starts, you know, he goes, to, he comes home, he goes to bed, he wakes up in you don't know where, his jaw's all messed up, he's got <laughs> scrapes and bruises, and he's dirty, and he's just like, oh, like, this is weird. And, you know, the, the chaos kind of picks up from there, but they do a really good job of making you feel that same kind of disorientation that he's feeling. Like, it's jarring, right? Like, you get, like, just thrown into this new experience, and you're like whoa like what just happened like why is he what's what's going on like did i miss something did i have to rewind this did i did i pass out for a second and like miss a a key point here um but i like that that the way that they cut everything together it made me feel like you it kind of gave you an idea of like the mindset this guy's in why he always feels tired why he always like you know why he's concerned about his sleepwalking or like you know what he thinks is sleepwalking so, um, like my only gripe with the episode was that you only saw Moon Knight for like five seconds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, my other gripe was like anytime Mark Spector takes over, 
and does the cool shit, you don't see the cool shit either. Mm. It's just like you snap back and it's Steven and he's surrounded by bodies and you're like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I wanted to see the the cool shit. Like, what happened? You know? But um, him, but I, but him driving that ice cream truck yeah. and like blacking in and out was super dope because it was just like driving an ice cream truck. I'm super scared. Oh no, they're catching up to me. Blackout. Recome back in. Dude's dead in the back. Like cars like <laughs> swerving around in the back. You're just like, I don't know what the fuck happened, but like somebody took care of some shit and like this, I'm here for it. And like, you know, it kind of puts you back into that, you know, position of being with the doofus, like the, the one that's the doofus. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I'm signed on, man. Like, give me more of this, like all of this, please. Justin, like, do you, what did you think of the, uh, the episode? No, I really liked it. And I wanted to say too, when you're talking about the way it's cut together, I'm like, man, if you love the way that's cut together, you would love season one of Legion. Yeah. It, <laughs> like, it totally gave me huge Legion vibes. Huge. Yeah. Uh, but no, I thought overall the episode was like really good. It was even though we, like you said, we only really got to see Moon Knight like at the very end. I still thought it was really entertaining, and I'm assuming that we will get to see like more of like the actual action mm-hmm. and stuff going forward. I think they were kind of just like setting, you know, the tone of like I don't really know what's going on, and then we're gonna kind of get more of an explanation next episode. It's like, oh, okay, now he's like realize, like now he's coming to the realization that like. He's not dreaming. He's not really crazy, like whatever, that there's more going on that he just isn't privy to. Um, My only gripe I had with the episode, which I talked to Zach about it before we record, is, man, the CGI in this episode was a little rough in some parts. Zach was talking about the jackals, and I was like, dude, the jackals looked like, like $4 million, like, budget versus the one scene where there was these dudes that got crushed and it looked like Sims <laughs> characters that just got like wiped away real quick. And I think it was just like a throwaway scene where they're like, oh, the budget on this, you know, we can skimp a little bit. You know, it's like a two second scene, but it is incredibly jarring when it happens because of how bad it looked <laughs> like when it happened. Well, I thought uh, I thought they did a wonderful job, though. Oh, uh, CG aside, I thought they did a wonderful job of like establishing, you know, Steven as a character and then like Conchu as a character. Like I love the, the Conchu just being like, Oh, the idiots back in charge. God yeah. damn it. You know, like just, and I, I love, I love the character design of Conchu. Like I thought that was great. Um, but the, uh, what do you guys think? Are there just two people in that body? Is it Steven and Mark or is there a third? Because someone made a date with, that woman and that doesn't seem like something mark would do trying to like stay low and and you know keep live in the steven character while he's for cover and steven didn't remember doing it at all and there was a couple time with the reflections there were like two reflections back there you know so it's like are, are, are we gonna get a third personality that's that's poking around in there maybe I think so. Like, I don't really like in the comics. I want to say he has like similar to like Legion or like, I want to say he has like more than just the one split personality. And I think that would also make sense. Like in a lot of the promos, if you see that there's multiple Moon Knight costumes, which would also kind of make sense if there is different ones that each kind of has their own version of like the moon, like one kind of has the like, (laughs) 
like you know zemo kind of looking mm-hmm. outfit and stuff where then the other one has the more traditional actual like moon knight yeah. outfit and stuff with the mask and I like how everything comes back to the Mephisto universe for. No, uh, for... I, I'm not, I didn't say Mephisto. <laughs> Mephisto made the date. Did, yeah, you, did, yeah. you, did you see how many people there were? There's, there, I mean, I don't know if Marvel is looking that far into it. Like to be honest, like it might just be an editing error on their part. Well, um, I mean, you're dealing with someone who has established multiple personalities, mm-hmm. or or multiple entities within the same body, or however they choose to play it. I get that, but there's what eight episodes? Six, six. So you got six episodes to squeeze in three personalities and a story. And the first episode centers around this date very heavily, mm-hmm. and it just seems weird mm-hmm. that you know. Maybe that'll be like an anchor that they bring up for like season two if this if this season does well, and yeah. then they can branch out there. But like <laughs> I, I think that these stories are done a huge disservice by having only six episodes at 45 minutes a clip. Um, there, you know, I think if they're going to go into season two with a lot of these episodes or with a lot of these, uh, stories that they're going to have to make them longer, at least double them. I think. Well, but that's just me. They're 45 minutes in and it's already better than all episodes of Falcon and winter soldier. So <laughs> speak speaking of Falcon and Winter Soldier really quick. Did you no, see that they <laughs> did you see that they they edited the show? No. On Disney Plus, they removed some of the blood. They did? And stuff. Yeah, there's one scene um <laughs> there's like one scene in particular where it's like someone gets hit in the head with like a pipe or something like that and like they have blood on their mouth and on their shirt. And their eyes were open because I'm pretty sure they like died or whatever. Uh-huh. And then in the new shot, they showed it. There's no blood on the mouth, no blood on the shirt. And they made their eyes like closed now. Like they're like oh. passed out. Jeez. And they did this. They did this update. But there was like no way to like. It's like, okay, maybe if you had parental controls on whatever, like, and then you could unlock like the original version again, but there was no way to like revert it back to the original version. Like that was just like the new version now. But at the same time, I'm like, you're doing this, yet there's literally a entire main focal point in the one episode where the dude bashes someone to death with the shield for like 40 right? seconds. But this was too much. But, you know, the dude going AWOL, like when that's like the whole point. All, like, it's mi- why? all it's missing is the Simpson kid going like, stop, he's already dead. <laughs> yeah. So I just thought that was funny. And it's like. Who who complained about this involvement that you made it a point to go in and like retouch this? Like, no, they're cares? like, they're like, hey, we can take this down to TVPG if we just take out one or two scenes with there's blood. Right, right. <laughs> we get a whole, we get a whole new fan base. Hey, hey Shannon, if you want to go down the Mephisto well with me, real quick, I mean, it's, <laughs> okay. it's it's nice, it's comfortable down here. You should check it out. Um, so. Arthur Harrow walking around in his uh, glass shards uh, sandals, which, by the way, was very disturbing for my wife to watch. She was just like, (laughs) oh, God, that's oh, God. Like, and the way the sound mixing like crunches every time he steps, it's like, oh, Jesus. Um, What country do you think he's in? So Stephen wakes up. It's a European country or countryside. There's a castle. Where where do you think they are? Romania? Slovenia. 
because the uh the theory I've seen bantied about was Litveria. Dude, that would be <laughs> so cool. Like, I want that now. Yeah, which is of course the home of one Victor Von Doom. So that would uh well could you imagine the six episodes? You're getting all this like craziness, Egyptian gods and whatnot, and at the end they drop Doctor Doom on you. Like it's not gonna happen. Dude. But goddamn could you imagine, like, last episode, like, after credits roll or whatever, and then it's, like, the little gold scarab that everyone's after, mm. and it's, like, in Doom's hand, and he just, like, crushes it, he's, like, yeah. there are no gods, and he's, like, only Doom, and then just, like, lets it go, and it's just dust. Oh, my God. That's, like, the perfect last line. Holy shit, Justin, <laughs> no. I want that so bad now. No! <laughs> well, I mean, they gave us Kang at the end of Loki, so maybe, maybe. If you're listening, Disney, I give you full rights to use that line at the very end. <laughs> there are no gods, only doom. <laughs> Fuck yes. Get put it in my veins. I want it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so anyone else watch anything else? Or uh, I watched I watched Jackass Forever. So did I. <laughs> uh, it was a great I, movie. I, that was I good, did not. Dude. I did not. I have no I don't want to see old ass Johnny Knoxville get kicked by a bull. Like, I, I'm sorry. That's just, not he didn't get kicked by a bull. He got Dude, tossed by a he bull. He did like the man did like three, like you see those like challenges, like a seven to 20 <laughs> try to flip the water bottles. Like Johnny Knoxville was the water bottle, man. He did like three flips in the air and landed on his neck. Yeah, oh, dude got Jesus. tossed hard. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it was it was that's essentially what it is, right? Is it's basically all these dudes being like, we're sober now. And uh this hurts and yeah. we can't take the pain medication we used to take that would help us, you know, make these movies. So we're just kind of passing the torch on to like these new kids that are younger that do want to get wrecked and don't have drug problems. And yet, um, yet. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yet. And we'll let them do the crazy stuff and we'll just kind of sit back and do like, you know, a stunt or a couple stunts here and there. Danger Aaron is a savage and like that dude carries that movie. But um, but yeah, it like there are some parts in that movie where I genuinely like uh, my sides hurt because I was laughing and my fiance does not understand why I find these movies hilarious. Um, because it's basically just revolves around like that, um, you know, schoolboy humor of getting hit in the balls and uh, Zay, you know, Zay, it, it's your boy, <laughs> Zach here. I'm back on your side. I'm, I'm with you on this. Don't, don't, <laughs> hit me, don't hit me in the face. Balance those scales. But uh, I mean, the only other thing I watched this week was a uh, halo again. Oh yeah. I, I haven't watched the second episode. I watched the first episode. What'd you think? Uh, I, I dug it. I thought like similar to moon Knight, it, it did a good job of like setting the table in the first episode. Um, I, I like that they aren't, you know, they're not uh, they're not trying to hide the fact that this isn't the video game storyline in any way. It's it's very different uh, across the board, like, you know, the war, the inner human war going on that you've like never really heard about. Reach is still up and active, like the covenant coming in, like, you know, a fucking plague of locusts and, and all that. But they already refer to Master Chief as the demon, even though he hasn't done any of the things that get him that name in the game um, as far as we know at this point. Um, no, I, I, I was into it. I was into it. I, I, it's one of those, like once I was able to set my video game lore to the side and just kind of enjoy this new version, I, I, I was into it. 
What do you think of the face of Master Chief? It's. <laughs> I wish they wouldn't have done it so early. I get mm-hmm. why they did it early to just like, we're getting it out of the way. Yes. He's going to take his helmet off. Okay. Is everyone over it? Good. But then put the helmet back on, bro. Like, I don't need to keep watching you with Sans helmet. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, I kind of think it's uh, so that they can make it not as awkward later. Like, I mean, the second episode, uh, he is out of his armor, like for the majority of it. (laughs) Um, So I think it's kind of like, you know, hey, like there is an actual like human underneath there. Granted, Uh he's an enhanced human, but you know, he can't just walk around with his armor on all the time. Like he's not going to be interrogating people with his armor on or yeah. talking to humans or going into these areas with this armor on that people typically associate with the worst part of humanity right now. Like, I mean, sure. everybody in the outer colonies is like, man, we hate the UNSC. Like we just hate them with a passion. And here comes Master Chief storming in with his armor, with his gold visor, like, hey, guys, what's going on? I need your help. <laughs> like people are going to be like, nah, dude, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I get it. Like, it would be kind of awkward to just have like this dude who never takes his mask off or his helmet off, like talking to people for however many episodes this is around for. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I watched the second episode. I found it pretty interesting. Um, but slow, a little slower, like no battles in this one. Okay. My bigger issue than him taking his helmet off is mm-hmm. when he has the helmet on, the voice is just too different. The voice is just too, like, I wish they would have brought in the the character actor from the video games while he had the helmet on. Mm-hmm. Like, I could have believed like, okay, the helmet's off. It's a different voice because maybe there's some sort of like filter in the radio or something that changes the voice. But like, it was it was very hard for me to get over the different voice when he's like walking around <laughs> and stuff, you know, it's just, it was, that was, that was a hurdle for me. Mm. Justin, yeah. have you seen it? Do you have I thoughts? still have, no, I still right. haven't watched it yet. I, I will say the battle scenes are badass. Like, yeah, they didn't the pull co- any punches. Yeah. When the covenant attacked that base in the first episode, like shit gets real fast. Like, holy shit. Like people get liquefied in that, in that episode. <laughs> Like energy swords do a lot of stabbing, you know? Yeah. And they did not shy away from uh, like innocent people just getting slaughtered. Uh, You know, like that one dude just opens the door to that closet and just like you you were like, okay, people are going to run in. They're going to hide. They're going to be safe. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to be the ones that are going to tell like what's going on, like bringing the news back. Nope. Nope. Like they just, he, the dude's like, I know you're in there, opens up the door, just like mercs everybody in there. You're like, well, none of those kids are coming back out. <laughs> like, I mean, this is well, savagery. And when those kids find where the covenant ship lands to begin with, like mm-hmm. that's, that's when you knew what type of show you were going to get. When <laughs> uh, There's five kids. There's one at the end of that. And it, uh, it's the main character of the episode. Cause all the rest got turned into a flaming pair of boots. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like holy shit um yeah, that's but no, what you I'm, get for doing drugs kids right, right. <laughs> that'll teach you um i'm i'm into it so far i'm, I'm gonna watch the second episode so mm-hmm. but i'm hoping it gets better mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah we'll see what you think let me know i i guess that is a show for mm-hmm. this week uh back to our normal length finally um and uh so justin 
why don't you go in here and uh, get up on that mic? I see you itching to do it. So, you know what, guys? <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. Finally, the drought of not having a weekly Marvel show is over. We got Moon Knight, so expect some. Uh, beware there be spoiler talk on the discord so head on over to the discord if you want to be a part of that and uh while you're at it why don't you uh head over to spotify and give us a review let us know what you think and uh zach if uh robbie was here what do you think robbie would say robbie would say hey guys go be great and shannon is so wrong (laughs) And I've already seen Morbius six times. <laughs> I loved it. It's as good as Wonder Woman. <laughs> I took my entire community to the theater to go see the Morbius. <laughs> it's personally responsible for them hitting number one.